a lot of these clientele that are coming in, they're, they're very well educated people. And some of them have tried a lot of different things. Some of them are maybe medical professionals, so they, they know the, the, the ins and outs of this. So if they catch you in just making something up, you're gonna lose all credibility. And then you might lose that client forever. So it's, it's super important to be humble enough to be like, I don't know. Um, and then find out. Hi, I'm Scott Schutte. And I'm Dr. Janine Steister. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the Jock and the Doc. We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve. Our combined experience in education in psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach. Hello and welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Jock, this is the Doc, and today we're going to be talking about the top five things coaches need to stop doing to be a true professional. So in this career, you want to see yourself as on the same category as your client's doctor, lawyer, accountant. You want to seem like this go-to professional that's very knowledgeable in the field. So much of this industry is like, okay, it's the young trainer, you know, he was a jock, he knows kind of how to work out, like I wouldn't really listen to him about anything besides doing a squat. But we need to provide so much more than that. You know, we've had a lot of episodes coming up to this of goal clarification, of root cause desires, different things like that are gonna set people up for success. And so for us to be this true professional, we need to have that strong first impression. We need to come out looking like we're going to be doing this as a career. This isn't just a weekend job. We're doing this part-time because we're not going to be able to charge the amount that we want. We're not going to be able to get the clients that really want to change. We're not going to be able to you know, provide the service that these people ultimately want. So it's super important to get this part down. Yeah, and again, it's also that that impression. Think about who you have confidence in, um, professionals that are in your life that um, or those that you care about. Who do you have confidence in, and why? And of course, hopefully, they have a great skill set. But also, how do they present that confidence? Do they let you know? Do they lean in? Um, do they do they visually set themselves in a way that lets you know they took care of them themselves just to get there? Because it's really hard as coaches if we're trying to tell someone like how to change their lifestyle, how to um, improve themselves. And then we don't look like we put any effort into ourselves. So that there's oftentimes a disconnect. And the research is really clear about that importance of especially first impressions. And how even though a first impression we may later on look different or act different, people actually really stick to that first impression much longer than most of us probably realize. The first one we're gonna start with is stop making it so much about you. And, and when we're talking about this is the, the social media. So a lot of times it's first impression, uh, clients are going to be looking you up. They're going to be looking you up on the web. Um, so what does your profile picture look like? What, what are you posting about? What are your thoughts and beliefs? And so much of this, I see coaches like constantly posting about this. It's like, here's a lift I did. Here's me with my shirt off. Here's a before and after picture. And that one drives me to the craziest because I see these same guys doing the same, you know, they're doing before and after pictures every year. So what they're showing is like they can't consistently stick with their own program. So they're constantly going back and forth with this. So what we wanted you to focus on is, is highlighting your clients. And the, the problem is most of these clients are gonna see you as something special. 
and maybe it's because you're younger, or maybe because you work at the gym, but they're like, well, he's different. You know, you know, if I worked at a gym, I would be able to stay in shape too. What you need to do is, is highlight your clients. When you're showing and highlighting that you can help people, and, and these clients are like, well, this is, this is someone like me. Like, this is a mom of three, and she's trying to hold a job at the same time, and she's got all these uh, stresses and needs and wants and desires and stuff like that, and, and she's seen changes, then I can see myself. But if I'm looking on there, it's like, Okay, um, this is a 20-year-old male that was lean starting off with, and now he's just a little bit leaner, a little bit stronger. Like, it's hard to make that connection. So we need to make sure that we're highlighting more about your clients, less about you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, to that point of really thinking about who your clients are, who is coming to your gym, what are their demographics? A lot of people want to know that even if you haven't lived their life, that you will respect it, that you have had experience with people like that. We all know, like, as a female at my age, I haven't lived, you know, Scott's life, but that doesn't mean that I don't have anything to offer it. And so we have to kind of really let clients know that we have experience with people like them. We understand that everybody is unique and we're interested in hearing that and we can still make changes. Number two, stop looking like you're unemployed. Are you showing up with a wrinkled shirt? You have some, you know, shorts with holes in them. They're big and baggy. You got some shoes that got holes in them. You know, like your hair just looks like you got out of bed. Like the, the facial hair is just all of sort of a mess. So you need to look like a professional. Um, making sure, just going this little extra touch of, of making sure that your, your shirt isn't wrinkled, that you have newer clothes, that people automatically respect you more because you look the part. And again, this first impression is so important. Like they're, they're coming in, they're seeing you. Okay, well this, this guy or gal looks like they have themselves put together versus they just rolled out of bed, um, they're gonna automatically give you a little bit more respect. And that first impression is key if we want these people to, to, to really listen to what we say and stick around long term. And some people might argue like, well, culturally, like I should be able to represent myself the way I am and how I look shouldn't matter. But if, and that sounds great, but it's not the truth. And the other part about it that's probably really important is if I want to attract the clients to listen to me, to process all the information, I don't want to give them reasons to be distracted. So if I, my hair is all a hot mess and it's all, you know, the, the curls are everywhere or the, the facial hair is just, or there's stuff in the facial hair or the shirt has stains or any of those things, it's distracting. And I want my client to hear the good content, the really bright stuff that I have to do, have to share and the way that I can impact them. And I want them focused on that. Number three, stop treating the gym like your college dorm room. Like, what I'm talking about here is like it, it needs to look organized, it needs to look professional. Now, some of you might not have control of like how nice the setting is and what kind of equipment you have, but you do have control about how organized it is, especially with more of uh, people worried about cleanliness with the shutdowns and virus and stuff like that. The more organized the cleaner place looks, the more likely they're going to stick with this. And so, one thing if you want to scare new clients or your, your potential ones that are worried about some of this stuff is like have a very organized, very dirty place. And then you could be the best trainer in the world, but if they don't feel safe going there, they're not going to keep coming back. So it's just a little thing of tidying up the place, cleaning up, making sure that the place looks top notch. Well, and it's even 
kind of playing that, that thought process of, do I know where all the weights and the equipment is that I want to use? And making sure ahead of time when possible that it didn't get moved somewhere. You're not right in the middle of working with a client and saying like, oh, hang on, I got to go find that. And you're running around the gym looking for it. And again, it may not be your fault. It may not be a lack of prep on your part. But the reality is, is that if you seem disorganized, if you seem very like laid back, a lot of times uh, around what you're doing, a lot of times clients will assume that you haven't put any effort into it or you're not thinking about them. And again, don't give them a reason to be distracted. Don't give them a reason to be questioning what you're doing. Start out with making it real clear to them that you planned, you know what they need, and you're, you're ready to give that to them. Number four, stop thinking your perspective is the same as your clients. And one of the big ones I see with, with new trainers, uh, just because they're, they're coming out of college, they're just starting to make some money, is they, they kind of see their same financial situation as the same as their clients. And it can be drastically different. Like they're like, well, you know, I know we sell protein here, but it seems a little expensive. If you go to Walmart, um, you can save a few bucks on this. This client doesn't want to go out of its way to buy something else. This client wants top-notch quality stuff. They want something that's vetted by a professional because there's so many different options out there. You know, thinking about like, well, this training is kind of expensive. Well, it might be expensive for you. It might be not even a drop in the pan for your for your client. So just be careful with this this this, this basis of like, well, this is expensive. Well, you, we're using a lot of the same kind of thought process of like what your perspective is. Another one that always stay away from politics. Let your clients talk about it all day long. Don't get involved with with your side of it. That doesn't mean you can't have conversations with clients, but we're here to serve our clients in fitness and health and ultimately reaching the goals, we're not here to give our opinions on things outside of that. Well, and it's also um, related to all of that. It's why is your client there and, and what are they getting out also out of whatever you're doing, uh, uh, whether it's a weight loss behavior coaching session or to work out. Some people enjoy just having someone that listens to them share information. It's not anybody with a preconceived notion of them for work or home. Other people don't want to talk a lot. Some people are very opinionated. So remember to read your client, just like you're reading them for what workout, what programming you're doing. Read them for who they are and adjust accordingly. You do want to connect with them in a way, but to Scott's point, you don't necessarily know their financial, and, and don't assume by the car that they're driving whether they got money or they don't got money, or how they dress or whatever. Everyone handles their finances or politics very differently. But what they are doing is they are taking time out of their day to drive to you, most likely, and spend some time. So they view what they're doing with you as a high value item, or they wouldn't take that time. So if you're talking about protein, what's, what's good value for them? All of those things. And don't apologize for it, but celebrate the fact that they have put value in what you're doing. Because we can all think of energy and money um, and effort in general that we have put into certain things that we view as high value that maybe our friends don't. And so it's really important just again to read your clients. Number five, stop acting like you have all the answers. And this is super important because a lot of these clientele that are coming in, they're, they're very well educated people. And some of them have tried a lot of different things. Some of them are maybe medical professionals, so they, they know the, the, the ins and outs of this. So if they catch you in just making something up, you're gonna lose all credibility. And then you might lose that client forever. So it's, it's super important to be humble enough to be like, I don't know, um, and then find out. Like there's so many times I'm doing initial consults with clients and someone brings up some sort of 
disease or medication or something like that. And I have the computer there and I'm looking it up and I'm, I'm reading so if there's anything that catches my eye, I'm talking to them about it because every client to me is a, is a learning experience too. I can learn about what their unique situation is, what's going on, what medications, different stuff like that. And then what's also important with that is having the team to refer out to. Like if someone's on medications, I'm not messing with their medications. I'm not licensed to do that. I might find some supplements that might support that. Um, I might you know, change up different things that we're doing, but it's, it's having a doctor that you can refer to, having a physical, physical therapist you can refer to, a massage therapist, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a Chinese med doc. Like I have all these different people that when I have a certain client with a certain need that I can refer to. And it works out great because what I like to say is like I'm kind of coaching your overall fitness and I'm going to be overseeing these different people that I might be working with you. And so they find a ton of value out of that. And I haven't had anybody have an issue being like, oh, I'm not sure. Let me look it up. I'll get back to you. They actually value that more than you just making something up on the fly. Yeah. And, and with that, two points also is um, – a lot of times when I talk to um, coaches about you know th reading the client or being careful not to act like you know it all and stuff, and they'll be like, no, my clients love me, I'm good, great things. Remember that people don't always tell you when they don't like something, when they've lost respect for you, or whether when they're starting to feel uncomfortable. So they may call and, and stop training and say it's financial, or they, um, you know, work is getting really busy and I just can't fit it in anymore, whatever. And so sometimes I talk to folks and they're like, oh yeah, I, I haven't had anyone leave me because of that. Mm, you probably did. Nope. Um, they're just giving you something different that feels better for them, or if they're not going to tell you to their face, they also don't want to hurt your feelings. So they'll come up with some of those parameters. So keep that in mind and don't be too naive about why people leave and sort of your own behavior. Also, when you're referring out, it is better not to refer to someone you have no context knowing whether they're good. Instead say, wow, you know, I haven't gotten connected with an acupuncturist yet and or I haven't heard of um, one in town that people have successfully used. Um, I'll keep asking around and if you find someone, let me know, you know, I'd love to refer people to someone um, that we know, you know, is, is getting results for folks. That's a whole lot better than just being like, oh, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, on the internet, here's one in town, like, go ahead. They may not be in line with what the client needs. They may not be the best practitioner and you're better off referring um, to someone that you know is a competent practitioner or someone that they can actually get into as well. Um, so to kind of keep some of those nuances in mind as well. So it's important to keep these five things in perspective because you could be the best coach, you could have the best personality, you could be the most knowledgeable in these different things, but if, you, if you're really messing up these five, it can really hurt what clients are coming to see you, what clients are staying with you, and ultimately like your career in this fitness profession. So make sure you take a note to these, make these small adjustments, and you will look like the professional that you want to be. So until next time, see you then.